welcome to season three of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Les Ginka by Ahiska, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Reese Laramendi. So Reese is from Reno, Nevada, but attended high school at Wyoming Seminary in Pennsylvania. She won a silver medal at the 15U World Combat Games in Budapest, and also won both the 16U and U-20 National Championships. Reese currently wrestles 143 pounds for the University of Iowa. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Reese Laramendi. So yeah, so Reese, um, hmm, when, I guess, who did you, I want to ask you, who you looked up to when you were growing up? You know, obviously when you talk to like, you know, male wrestlers, we, you know, we, we go like Jordan Burroughs, David Taylor, or Dan Gable like that. So I'm just like, who did you look up to? I mean, you could obviously look up to those same people. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So for me, like my, I mean, my dad was like, he was like big in like social media in the sense of he was staying up to date with, with all that stuff. Right. I was just a little kid. Really? Yeah. My dad, (laughs) whatever you tell me, yeah, okay, dad, I'll do this. You know, Um, he was, you know, one of the reasons I got into wrestling, he introduced me to it. And uh, it was funny because actually he, I don't exactly remember how, but I remember on, he actually messaged Adeline Gray on Facebook. This is way, way back. This is when I was like six years old before she mm-hmm. had any world titles, anything. I mean, I think she was still like in college and stuff and wrestling that old scene and uh, just reached out to her and was like, hey, I have a daughter wrestling and basically just asked if she could talk to me because I, I was going to nationals, this uh, a folk style national tournament. She was wrestling in it as well. And that kind of sparked my, uh, you know, friendship with her is is the fact that he was able to do that and reach out to her and um so I had a very close relationship with with her growing up throughout my life um and she helped me and my parents like kind of guiding because my dad was my coach for a while and Mm -hmm. kind of had to sometimes be like hey you gotta lay off a little bit maybe don't be competing as much right because they saw me getting a little run down and stuff and she was like yeah you don't need to be competing like this it's not necessary so uh she was definitely really big especially early on um, just having that personal connection, I thought it was cool to be able to know her and um, also just see her grow on her journey um, at the same time. So I think that was that was a big one for me just to have kind of yeah like that woman role model because I mean obviously when I started wrestling when I was six there was nobody right there's mm-hmm. no especially in Reno you know it was just me only two girl wrestlers in Nevada at the time were me and my now teammate Sterling. Uh, so to that me, was it. Was, it? In, it for me it was in Reno. I was the only one in Reno and Sterling was the only one in Vegas. When we you first the only two girls in Nevada only ones yeah so <laughs> and then and then of course it like progressed you started to see some more girls get into it mm-hmm. but then yeah I mean that's like when I went to all girls tournaments I was like what there's other girls that wrestled yeah. I didn't even know right like I, I didn't know at all so that was those are like interesting times for me as well and so now obviously it's really cool to be a part of what I'm a part of now when when I started I was like one of the only ones right or most of the girls on the team when they started they were like the only ones in their area to be doing it. So, and so your dad just, did he know of Adeline, you know, or how did he pick her? Yeah. Yeah. It was like I said, just on Facebook and just looking out for other, seeing what other female athletes were out there. You know, Mm -hmm. he just wanted, he wanted me to have someone to, um, you know, be able to look up to or go off of, you know, to have that, um, sort of like hey like you can do this there are other girls out there doing this like it's going to be possible for you and of course I also had to create my own path like most of us did because there wasn't very many examples 
um, necessarily at the time as there is now. But uh, but yeah, it is funny because I mean, it's even how I got into wrestling on Facebook. He saw, you know, this local wrestling club and it's back when um I was playing football at the time. And that was a sport I loved. I loved doing that. And I wanted to do it professionally. And he was like, let's see what else, what other options are out there. Right. So uh, that's how I first got into it. But yeah, he was just always looking for opportunities for me to to be able to grow and just, just to do and just have fun. Like I was just a very active kid and I loved competing and doing sports and yeah. Football too. What else did you do? I did T-ball. Then eventually I did softball off of that. Um, I did like kickboxing for a year. Um, nothing really, really competitive in that, but just like the training. And then I did weightlifting. I ended up competing in weight, like Olympic weightlifting too. I really enjoyed that. I think that helped a lot. Really, Jeez. Yeah. I even like considered at one time and maybe I still do it of like, doing that in the olympics as well maybe one day but we'll have to see that that's a that's a pretty that's a difficult sport that's yeah there's um there's a lot of things that go into that though and it's pretty harsh on the body not like in, in a different way than it is wrestling but it's a lot mm-hmm. of weight that, that those those guys and girls are putting up there and putting above their head right so we'll see we'll see where yeah, yeah. dang so yeah. Why, I guess, how did he end up choosing wrestling? Was he just like trying to put you in all sorts of sports to see what he liked? Yeah, or, I mean, yeah options, I honestly. Really? Yeah, did he exactly. Have a background yeah. in wrestling? No, he did it. He was also, I mean, he was, you know, one of the, I guess, if you were like jocks back in high school, right? He was like <laughs> yeah. Captain of the football team, doing basketball and baseball and all that stuff. So he was also very competitive and athletic. So he understood that and like, I think when he saw that in me, he's like, yeah, I know, I know where this was going. So I was the one obviously that that um that chose wrestling because I was doing a bunch of sports at the time and I was just like, Yeah, this is sick. Mm-hmm. And I think it's when he told me about the Olympics that um that's really what stuck with me, just knowing right, once every four years, and it's really like it's like one percent of wrestling that achieves that if you think about it. It's just such a selective mm-hmm. thing, especially with only having six weight classes. Six weight classes is not a lot at all you know that's that's a very selective amount of wrestlers and if you think just six people are going from the united states um to the olympics uh per you know women's freestyle men's freestyle greco um that's not a lot at all so i think once i found that out and i'm like man to be able to achieve that that takes a different type of person to not only want to do that but achieve something like that so that that, when i found that out at six years old i was like yeah this is this is what i want to go for Really, you were that young and that yeah. That, that's all. That's that's pretty incredible. You had that yeah. drive that young, you know. Like, right, right, right. So you you kind of touched on a little bit about like your parents saw, or at least you know your dad, your mom probably as well saw you burn out out a little. You were starting to show signs of it. Did you ever get to that point where you were like, man, I need a break? Or yeah, like, I mean, I I wouldn't say completely where I like actually quit, but I think yeah. that's where. So when I started to get really serious about wrestling, um, I stepped away from football, right? I, there was one point I was doing it both, but then I stepped away from that, focused on wrestling. And then um, I came back to it in middle school. And part of that was to take a little bit of time away from wrestling, not obviously fully step away from it, but just try to balance things out, you know? And I don't know if I was necessarily getting burnt out. And there is, there's obviously other things that contribute into that, right, that I'm yeah. doing maybe the environment that I'm in and all this other stuff um, that can contribute to that. Um, so we just knew that we needed to make some changes to just see, right. Cause I knew I, my, especially my mom, like I had serious conversations with my mom as well. And she's like, 
this is your sport. You love it. You don't want to quit. You don't want to do any of this. Like we just need to reset you a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's what I ended up going back to football in middle school, just to, you know, in, in a sense, have a couple months where I was still wrestling, but like I was in football season, right. You know, some kids do. So mm -hmm. I had a little bit of time to do that. And that obviously helped a lot because I was still able to stay in this competitive mindset, but I knew football wasn't the end goal for me, right? I was out there, I was having fun. I mean, obviously I want to win, right? It's not like I just didn't care yeah. how we did. I wanted to win, but <laughs> at least it wasn't like the end goal for me. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get scouted in football and stuff like yeah. this, you know? So that was, um, that was definitely big. And that was also another thing um, when SEM came up, Wyoming Seminary for me to have the opportunity to go there. That was another thing is um, at first I wasn't, it's hard, right, to think about leaving home and leaving all this yeah. stuff and like that. Like when when my dad first says that, I'm like, I don't want to leave you guys. Like what? And then, you know, we go there and I visited and I just I really loved it. I loved the campus. I loved the, just the whole idea of it, being able to travel, being able to go overseas, um, and in a sense, kind of need to get out of Reno, right? Like I, I there wasn't much left for me there to do. I think I, because I was like at the top in Reno, right? In, in girls and um at the time you know I was getting to the point where in high school like resting boys is going to be difficult you know and so but I remember going to SEM and I actually did a practice there and with the team and then there were some other recruits there right like Kendi and Karina and then Sterling I actually wanted to visit there too and I remember doing a practice and I got like I got my butt kicked by those girls and I was like I don't usually get beaten up by girls this is kind of weird like mm -hmm. you know but that was huge for me because I was like, all right, like I'm not as good as I think I am. There's still a lot for me to grow, a lot for me to do. Like I need to be in this room. This is what's going to make me grow and get, you know, to that next level. So that was a huge thing for me. Uh, again, it's just environment change. I think that's a big uh, part of like, if you're struggling somewhere, I think that's one of the first things you should accept, you should assess is the environment that you're in. And if that's, you know, the proper the, the proper area you need to be in if it's pushing you if it's you know gonna put you to where you need to be and that was those were multiple times multiple decisions in my life I had to make were based on environment and where I was those are tough decisions especially at yeah. a young age at that you know yeah. Yeah. what were you 14 you know 14 yeah I mean at the time for me it's kind of like not whatever but I don't know if I really understood as someone like my mom did right my mom's given me up four years earlier in yeah. a sense I'm, I'm leaving I'm going away right it's a boarding school so I'm staying there so um there was a lot of sacrifices to be made not just on me on my parents right. too you know to be able to just yeah okay we'll send you away earlier than expected and I'm extremely close to my parents I we're a very close family um me my parents my sister so it was it was definitely tough and you know the first couple of months for me it's like all right I've been away from family before from wrestling camps and all this but when school kicks in, when the hard wrestling schedule kicks in, it's like, man, I, I miss my parents. They're usually the ones that I can cope with and, do this <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, now, now you're only a phone call away instead of like having that. So yeah, there's multiple sacrifices that were made maybe earlier than most people make, but mm -hmm. of course I'm more grateful for that. It makes, you know, the transition from high school to college a little bit easier where some people struggle in that part, but I already had that struggle, you know, four years ago. So I was able to make the adjustment here a lot a lot easier yeah I like what you said about just you know ass assessing your environment and and it seems like what you did was like you just kind of outgrew competition wise for sure you just, yeah so if you want to get to where you eventually want to get you know your end goal of being in the Olympics and Olympic champ like 
you know, yeah. No, I do. I think it's it, of course it's easy to stay somewhere where you are the best and you beat everybody up. And yes, that's nice, of course. Yeah. But yeah, you do need to you need to go somewhere where you're just you're you're not yet. Maybe right. Maybe not the worst per se. Right. But it's just I think it is important to get you know your butt kicked every once in a while and and some people to kind of in a way show you you're not all that you think you are. I do think that's very important mm-hmm. mentally and physically that's just how you grow. You know, you could take it either personally and be like, Oh, F this, or you could take it with a growth mindset and be like, no, I, I need this. This is huge for me. And then I think it's exciting. I just think whenever, you know, maybe I take a loss or I don't do as well as I thought, I'm just like, all right, like this is, this is more so exciting for me. Like I'm not at my peak yet. I'm not, mm-hmm. not with the best that I could be at. So, um, I just think too, cause I'm, I'm a person, I just love learning. I think that's really important is, to learn something every day or just continue learning because as soon as you like you don't nobody ever knows at all right so I feel like it's right. really dangerous. it's dangerous when you have that mindset of like no I'm good with what I know maybe you don't think you know it all but you think you know enough and mm-hmm. I just feel like that's really dangerous to have that kind of mindset and to think that way so I'm just constantly trying to learn and not even just in wrestling in life I feel like that's huge just kind of something that I've gone into like in my free time is just trying to learn about I don't know, random stuff, maybe just like, like that helps. That helps as a person, you know, it's just to grow your mind and yeah. What have you learned today? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I might, I might have to like do that to this meeting. What have I learned? I'm going to get into more book reading too. Cause like, I always love reading books, but then, you know, we mm-hmm. have our coach, um, our assistant head coach, Gary, who, you know, I like to call him. He, he's got like, he knows a lot of stuff and, and cause he reads a lot. And so he was mentioning stuff about some of his books the other day. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get back into reading. And so I've been doing that a lot more. And um, that's been something I've been enjoying, I guess, in the realm of like learning new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I just finished a book called The Leader's, uh, the Leader's Mind, which was great. Just there was like six different or seven different types of leaders, you know, like a neurosurgeon, a pilot, a firefighter, Dang. all that kind of explaining different ways of how they're how they lead their team, how they lead themselves um which I think is huge and you don't have to necessarily be looked at as a leader of your team I think everybody like on the wrestling team or whatnot can be a leader in an own way and I think that makes Mm -hmm. it more strong when everybody's striving to push not only the team but themselves right so um I guess been trying to more so take it upon myself especially with not the pressure that Iowa has but the the standards that we have here to um to do really good as a team, um, to like better myself every day, because if everybody does their job to a hundred percent, we're going to have a pretty good outcome, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of like worrying about this person's not doing this, it's not person's not doing this. No, if you worry about yourself and you make sure you do in your job, um, that the outcome will be good. So I think that was a big takeaway I had from that book, at least, um, so far. So yeah, I've been really doing that a lot. (laughs) And, um, how about also that makes me think about there's more than one way to lead, mm-hmm. you know, it's yes. not one yes. set way, you know, you can incorporate a firefighter's methods with also being a neurosurgeon or whatever else you're talking about in that book. Like you, you can pick and choose and what works for you and you can mold yourself into whatever leader Absolutely. you think you can be best at. Yeah, no. And that's actually something I mentioned in that too. I mean, I think almost almost all the leaders mentioned, like, there is no set way, right? Like, you can take, you can look up to the people um, that, you know, your mentors and all this, and yeah, you take those bits and pieces, but you want to be personal. Like, don't change who you are, right? Like, because right. I think that's what a lot of, what a big problem with today's world is we all just try to, like, 
fit this standard instead of just being yourself and being natural and and all that and um I think that's what's nice about being here and on this team is I do feel like we all are very nobody tries to put on this fake persona and in front of each other or in like when we're out there like we're constantly you know being ourselves and I think that's huge I think that's healthy right it's really hard to put on this fake kind of not character but when you're trying to force mm -hmm. someone you're not that gets draining and I think yeah. that's where problems can start to arise like if you're just constantly yourself and and doing all that like I think that's a lot more beneficial mentally <laughs> and physically yeah um when I noticed how close your team was this actually happened last year um I went to the soldier salute and yeah. I I sat by the the um the women's match mat they had a specific women's mat and I just I just wanted to see what it would look like you know I hadn't really yeah. seen a collegiate women's tournament or or duel before so I was like all right let's see how this and like one of the you know whatever teammate was wrestling you had like six girls in that corner <laughs> coaching or cheering or whatever and it was like wow nobody else had that it was just kind of uh, uh it was exciting it was unique it was just kind of um it just sort of um what do I want to say interjected life even into me as like a fan just seeing the camaraderie that you guys have already yeah, and I think that we're actually kind of lucky that last year um, it worked out that way where we could do that because obviously being unattached, we couldn't have our coaches coach us, so they couldn't be in the corner. So mm -hmm. we were allowed kind of a little bit of a, you know, usually you can't have that many people. In, <laughs> you know, right? yeah. So, But at least for us, because like we weren't allowed to have coaches, I think they were a little bit more lenient on us. But yeah, I mean, every match we, we were able to have like six or seven girls were there, right? Or even if, you know, we had two on the chairs and that, to be able to have that as a first year program, I thought was huge because that allowed mm -hmm. us to like, you know, just it's something it's something different when we when we were competing, just being able to cheer each other on and yeah, like coach and um really it's I don't know if you want to call it a mindset, but it is like the way that we do look at it is we have to stick together because we got you know, we have a target on our back, right? It's easy to say, just simply wearing, you know, a tiger hawk on our chest, like you're wearing that somebody wants to take you out. And so I think that helps our dynamic in the sense of like, we got to be close. Like we can't have any problems on this team. We can't, you know, have this, like we have to be a family and we have to have each other's backs because nobody else will. Right. No mm -hmm. one else is going to come here and be like, Oh yeah. Like I, well, like we got, well, we like you guys now. Um, and we, I mean, we have an amazing support system. We have an amazing fan base, but mm -hmm. if you're our competitors, right. And, and you see that tiger rock across from you, like that you're, you're coming from blood essentially, right. That's mm -hmm. kind of the goal, you know? So I think that's helped us in the sense of our um, team dynamic and chemistry of just always being together, always having each other's backs and staying close. And um, yeah, just whenever we compete together, it's a pretty surreal experience the way that, the way that we, we do things. So having that many you know teammates in the corner who's the actual co who are you listening to <laughs> that's that's another question honestly i would just say it's more like motivation you yeah. really can't pick out what they're saying but you know when you take someone down and you hear that corner erupt it's like it's some good momentum going back to the center i think that's huge or or even if you're down like you just hear a bunch of people like encouraging you right so mm -hmm. even if it's not specifics i mean yeah maybe that was one thing that we uh struggled from is not having that I mean obviously yeah we we all know wrestling and stuff but coaching mm -hmm. is definitely different from wrestling I think we've all learned that from coaching camps and stuff it's it's pretty difficult to to be able to do that so but yeah I think just having just knowing that you have a group of people over there that have your back while you're wrestling 
that mentally is just huge and that will keep you going and whether you're down or up like that that was big for all of us I think everybody could say that yeah I um the singlets are I think are awesome like (laughs) sweet so when I saw the unveiling of them or you know the first time I was like wow they did it right like those are sweet so yeah no they came out really cool yeah um wanted to go for like simple I think all of us were like we don't want too much but hmm. you know we wanted it also to be like personal to like the Iowa women's wrestling team like this is so yeah it was it was cool though that we were allowed to kind of be a part of that process and be able to talk about it and stuff and yeah it was really cool really yeah I didn't know that was cool our opinions right like you know just like hey like what are you guys thinking and stuff and you know obviously like they have professionals that take care of that stuff as Mm -hmm. well but um, they still wanted us to, you know, be able to like talk about it and, you know, and just because of like what we were doing. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of talked a little bit about uh, having a target on your back. I mean, yeah. When like there's, there's teams here who have, it, have been dominant in the women's realm and all of a sudden here comes Iowa yeah. thinking yep. that they're just going to walk through it in McKendry and, and uh, North Central, like, uh-uh, they, they got a chip on the shoulder now a little bit, like. You know, this is our party and you're just yeah. crashing in a sense. No, I do. I do think that's a big thing. Like it, you're, you're exactly right of, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, Iowa just thinks they can kind of come in here and this. And I don't think it's so much about that. I, mm-hmm. like, I look at it as I do think maybe this is easier for me to say because I'm a part of the team, but I do think it's honestly just cool that, that we have. And I know, I think an interview, uh, the North central coach, Joe Noren, who's, there's a great guy was talking about how this is just exciting for women's wrestling, right? The, for sure. It shows the growth of it. And, um, you know, we, we, us and the team talk about it all the time too. We're hoping that, you know, another big school gets this eventually. And we're hoping that, Hey, this was the start, but now we're like, all right, who's next? Who's going to, mm-hmm. you know, keep it going and that sort of thing. So yeah, of course there's going to be, you know, not the drama, but the, you know, like you said, chip on your shoulder and the, all right, who's going to take Iowa out that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, which I think is also good for the sport. You need that competitiveness and that drive, and that's what brings people to their best, to wrestle their best. And, you know, um, so that's important. But I think, yeah, it's also – you also want to look at it with a positive light of, hey, this is just good for the sport. This is really for important sure. for us. And, and the fact that hopefully 10 years down the road, these little girls that are watching us on TV or, or, or you know, even the other girls at the other schools, right, and just – they're going to get to experience something so much bigger than this, something bigger than we can imagine that bigger than what we're, you know, a part of right now. And that's just the ultimate goal, right. Is to continue Mm to pave a bigger wave for uh, these girls coming up. So. Yeah. You know, when I saw Emma Bruntle said that she was, you know, going to wrestle at McKendree and she, I don't know if she straight up said it, but basically that they're going to be, you know, don't, don't be surprised if they are the champions at champs at the end of this. And I'm like, awesome. Like, good you know that's good for the sport it's not like she's trying like you said it wasn't a negative thing it was a positive like we can we can compete with anybody and that's the mindset you want everybody to have no I agree like I said I think that that's what brings everybody to their best and that's what grows a sport and that's what gets people to watch and that's something that we're after in women's wrestling right we want more people to watch we want more people to enjoy the sport more people to understand that women are are very good athletes right I think that's what we're all after so if you do you kind of have that drama or the even crap talking but just yeah like putting something out there and putting a goal out there and kind of being like you know yeah you know kind of taking 
maybe a little bit of a stab at other teams, you know, yeah, hey, that that's that's going to grow. The sport's going to get more people watching and stuff. So um, I don't think it's ever meant to be personal. I think it is just mm-hmm. to kind of add a little bit of hype and um, into the sport. And I know, you know, me and the team love that. And, of course, like that's going to elevate us to be like, you sure about that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's good. I think it's good for the sport. And, yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be fun come come time for nationals. So, yeah, it's just healthy competition. Really? I mean, nothing disrespectful, just their, that's their mindset and that's good. I'm glad they have that mindset, you know? You can take it personal, but I don't think there's a need to. Some people take things personal and I just don't think that's the way that you need to go about it. Right. Then you're just going to think about it more and they, they got in your head in a sense, and maybe that's what they want to do and you allowed it. Right. So yeah, just think it's important to, even if something is aimed at you personally, you don't have to take it that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, okay, cool. Move on. You know, yeah. so it's all about perspective and the way that you, you look at these kinds of things. So, yes, um, as this season has progressed and even last year, I mean, did it feel sort of like a dream a little bit? Like, did you feel like a celebrity? I mean, I remember at the soldier salute, like people were little girls were coming up and getting autographs. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just so moving, like, you know, that there were people that they could look up to and like you said, envision, you know, being them, being you one day. Yeah, no, definitely when that stuff first started to happen. Yeah, I mean, we we were like, whoa, like this, this is kind of crazy. Like this is this is super mm-hmm. cool. But I think, at least for me, the first moment that it became real of what we were doing and what we were, what we worked so hard to kind of earn to get to experience was just competing in Carver for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like that, I can't even put into words like what that what that was like you know and being not only being able to compete in front of that many people but the fact that everybody in there was in a sense like cheering for you right and mm-hmm. uh you know we can't thank the fans enough because i know freestyle isn't the most popular style here right you know they're used to folks down all this stuff but i mean you know after people were you know people were turning and they were yelling out too 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 like they were keeping up mm-hmm. with it so it was cool to see their efforts of you know understanding freestyle and just support like this, this state, like they, when it comes to Iowa athletics and even women athletics, you know, I think it's cool because women's, the women's basketball team really, you know, set women's athletics up to this bar of like, hey, mm-hmm. women can do really cool things too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was cool that they did. And then now it's like, whenever there's an Iowa uh, event going on, people are showing out. So it's, it's a really cool thing. And of course, you know, this has been being pushed for a long time so I know a lot of people were excited to see it and really see what we we're about if we're the real deal if we're, mm-hmm. we're you know if Iowa got together the right team and you know I think we we proved we proved they, they put together <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good team so not um, bad yeah yeah but no that was just an, a, a crazy experience for sure yeah speaking of Iowa athletics real quick the um the soccer team yeah an amazing year they um they finished the season, I think, ranked 25th. It just came out. Um, and the field hockey team is always really good. Yeah, they've so been good. It's just an exciting time for, yeah, for definitely. Iowa and the Iowa women athletics. Um, you know, when you when, when did you decide you were going to, you know, thinking about coming to Iowa? Because obviously you were probably highly touted and you had a lot of people pulling you in a lot of different directions. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it course it's like all right you're getting recruited by Iowa like it's Iowa D1 power five for me I've like you know we 
I mentioned a little bit before, um, I really like international wrestling. I like, you know, well, I just like watching the world championships, but I really admire how like a lot of other countries get, you know, these athletes get treated. Um, you know, if you've seen like Russia or Iran or, you know, Japan, like when they're coming back after winning a world medal, like they're given BMWs, new apartments, <laughs> they're like, they're treated like this. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like, and not that it's all about that, but it's just so cool. Cause you don't see that in wrestling here necessarily. Right. right? Like, you know, cause we got football, baseball, basketball. So this was like the only place I could see anything similar to that happening where they appreciate you. They, they just not even necessarily that they love wrestling. Like Iowa loves wrestling. And I think for me, that's just something I wanted to be around because like, I also just, I love the sport. Right. And so I kind of wanted to share, you know, be surrounded by other people that have that passion. And, um, also the at the expectation of excellence that is is held here right like you are you're supposed to win here if you wrestle for Iowa you're supposed to win right and I think that is something that I I kind of wanted that's that pressure that I kind of wanted because I think that that's just something that pushes you right that's something that whenever you walk into the room you are working every single day to make sure that your hand gets raised right it doesn't always happen Right. Like mm-hmm. it, not, not to say that, yeah, I'm not going to continue to take losses in my career, but having that in my mind when I walk into practice is something that's pushed me these past, you know, a couple of years of, of that expectation. And of course, there's other other motivations behind it, of course. But for me, it was just the expectations and the passion that Iowa wrestling has. That's something that I really um, sought out for. And that was like, you're just not going to get that anywhere else. And even if there was other D1 colleges out there right like this this is definitely in my opinion of course uh, in my feelings like if you want to wrestle this is the place to be mm-hmm. yeah and so you end up at Iowa and but after um, before you end up at Iowa you had a nice successful high school career you you've been internationally before you know when did you start actually envisioning going and in wrestling internationally because as you come up you know you're the only you're the only one in your area yeah. You know, I mean, when did right. you even realize that that was a possibility for you? Yeah, I would say like when it came down to making like world teams. Yeah, or you were on the Pan Am team. I think that yeah. was, those were moments where it's like, hey, you have to, you have to like win that, right? You have to earn that and stuff, which of course, as you should. Um, so those were like the first couple things, and then obviously, I really like started training for, and of course, even when I was in high school, um, and like after COVID, it kind of put a halt into traveling internationally. So like yeah. my last two years, we didn't really travel as much. Um, but that's what really put even more emphasis on making world teams if you wanted to go and have these opportunities to not only compete other places, but you know, be world champ, be age level world champ. So those are that's just the ultimate goal, I believe, and and especially in women's wrestling in college, you know, the guys still wrestle folk style, but for us at least with being freestyle, you know, we do have this season and obviously we pair for mm, we yeah. pair for nationals and the national championship but also at the end of the season is world is world team trials that is a huge tournament for us and um something that a lot of girls in this country prepare for and and want the honor of representing you know usa at at the weight class that they wrestle and in another country which i believe it's in spain this year so you know that's kind of the goal and when did you make your first um world team was it did you make the u15s was that your first one yeah my first one so i made a u15 and u20 u15 was was it like 20 i want to say 
No, that doesn't make sense. I'm not exactly sure what year. It was back <laughs> yeah. then. Was it my f- sophomore year at Sam? So, yeah, it probably was whatever year that was. Sophomore yeah. year. <laughs> that's what we're going with. Um, And then the year before, uh, or the summer, I guess, the summer before I came here, I competed in Worlds, uh, World Championships, where I was, uh, I think I was actually 17 when I ended up making it and then 18 when i competed uh because it was it was in august so yeah oh, it's like because i mean that that's what you were that's what you've been dreaming about like your whole life was it, to, oh it was, was huge to... yeah no making that was huge of course um and i think obviously there's many lessons to to learn at world championships i think one for me is having a different mindset before so i was training that whole year to make a world team yeah that was my Mm -hmm. mindset all right make the world team and then okay you make a world team okay now prepare for the world now prepare to take Mm -hmm. on the world instead of like you know every day training to be the best in the world you know that kind of difference of mindset of not even just training like okay train to win worlds but just training to be the best in the world if you train to do that and if you're capable of that like okay you'll win worlds right so I think that sort of mindset shift is something that I realized pretty quickly after um honestly before I even went to world championships I was like man I should have been thinking about this a lot sooner um and of course I still went in there with full belief but that was definitely Mm -hmm. something I was like yeah you gotta have you gotta be able to you gotta believe that you're gonna win this tournament before you even make the team in my opinion you know because if you believe that you're the best in the world then obviously you're gonna be the best in the country right like Mm so I feel like the making the team part does happen based on the way that you're training to be the best in the world, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. for me, at least that's how I want to be better with looking at it. That may be different for everybody, but for, for me, I was like that. I just have to have a different perspective when it comes to, for, to training for an event like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, it had to be special just to even make the team. I know we, yeah, we, we want to get to, you yeah. know, making you know, medals and, and winning things, but uh, just making the team, setting that goal of of representing the united States and then reaching it you know i mean just uh yeah just had to be pretty special i don't know that's all no, i can definitely, say definitely <laughs> that, that, that had been a goal of mine for a long time so yeah no achieving that was an extremely special moment uh for me and um definitely don't want to downplay that any bit you're yeah. right that, that that in itself was an achievement absolutely um i think it is just one thing once you realize you can achieve it then yeah you look you know kind of to down the road and like to the next thing but no absolutely that was a huge part of my life because I had been I just wanted that that's something that I'd wanted for a really long time so of course achieving it meant a lot and then yeah it's now like all right you achieve something like this now you just you got to be better mm-hmm. so and you also wrestled at Pan Ams too yeah for what was that for, like? well it wasn't they called it like the U15 the 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 games or something like that I forgot exactly what it was, what it was called, but um, mm-hmm. it couldn't call it like the world championships or something like that because it was like, because of the amount of countries that were there, I think. Oh, so, okay. Um, But that was like, I think that was back, yeah, in Budapest and Budapest is like by far one of my favorite places I've ever been to. Um, It's just beautiful. So I just love Europe in general. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was one of the, my favorite places that I've been to for sure. So. Yeah. What do you do, you know, to just take a break from the sport, to just digress or, um, you know, take a step back, you know, with it being just so much a part of your life, there are times where, yeah, you probably need to take a step back. 
no that's a good question because I've had to like recently learn how to do that because I kind of definitely let it consume me and I think you have to have this you know a certain level of obsession with something that you want to obtain right like I yeah, think for sure for, for sure but that can that can become maybe not unhealthy but that can definitely get to a point where it's not it's it's hurting you instead of helping you right so yeah. I do think it's important to take a step and honestly for me it's just like restricting myself from watching or looking at anything wrestling wise because I, I just I do I'm constantly either watching matches or watching wrestling highlights or edits on Instagram you know and it's not a bad thing but I do think it's good to like give yourself a break so that you kind of have this you you start to miss it to a point and that makes it a lot easier a lot more fun and refreshing when you do get to go back into it and then you reset your mind's refreshed so then you get to look at it with a different perspective you know it's just like if you're drilling a move and you start to get really frustrated you just can't get it you just Mm -hmm. take a break take a couple steps away from it take a 10 minute break and go back and then oh my gosh all of a sudden you like hit it right so I think it's it's similar to that um or like I said how I've just been getting back into reading I'll just read um and stuff like that but even then because I'm reading books like kind of about mindset it's also hard not to relate that to wrestling because <laughs> yeah. reading it is for yeah. wrestling so um but or sometimes you know I just will like pray and and just try to get my mind off of it that way and just pray mm-hmm. and just ask like hey, can you take me away from this because I'm struggling <laughs> doing it on my own you know so uh just things like that or watching Netflix like you know just getting my mind off it that way so yeah and you know it's probably hard when you have t- teammates that are also just consumed with it and it, and it, a healthy obsession, you know, yeah. in a healthy way, you're not like, it's not tearing you apart or anything or breaking you down. It's just, you mm-hmm. do just love the sport. And when you love something, you just don't really ever get tired of it. Exactly. No. Yeah. So. You know. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, you know, you said, you know, I like to read. I was like, well, I wonder if you're reading wrestling books. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that comes from taking a break. No. Yeah. They, like I said, they're not about wrestling necessarily, but if you're relating them to wrestling, it's basically that counts as that counts as that. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of set you up for success here? You said um, Wyoming Seminary. Did, did they have like classes and then you had wrestling practice? Is it, is it just basically like a, um, a college style institution? Yeah. So it was, a co- yeah, yeah, it was a college prep school. So, um, we did, sometimes we'd have like morning workouts and then it was still, you didn't like get to pick your classes or whatnot, like you do in college. Right. So mm-hmm. still, you know, you had class from, I think it was like eight thirty to three or something like that, uh, throughout the day. And then we'd have practice at three forty-five. So that schedule, that's kind of similar to like like a regular high school schedule where you go to school and then you do practice mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that like you are living on a mini campus you know like wrestling rooms here classes right here you live right there mm-hmm. you know it's all like this little community uh which was a really cool thing actually um so but yeah I mean even the school the school part of it it's not like the work necessarily was crazy hard I think the teachers did do everything they could to make you think like a college student which could which could be a little bit hard when we are just 14, 15, and 16, and you're asking us to think like 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. you know, that that's like a challenging part, but it's not necessarily the, you know, they're teaching you 
you know, calculus when you're not meant to be in calculus. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but it was definitely the way that they got you thinking and wanted you to think and wanted you to solve problems. Um, and then the workload they gave, I think the workload is pretty heavy in the sense of like tests and exams and then schoolwork. So um, I did a lot more there than I've had to do in college so far. Um, <laughs> in, in the sense of like the load work, right? Maybe, maybe it's been pretty similar, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely grateful for that. I thought that really set me up well for being here. And um, I don't want to say it's necessarily easier because it is different. College is still definitely different from mm-hmm. that school. Uh, but I do think it set me up to transition nicely uh, from high school to college. Good, good. Um, you said that you like to watch videos, you know, on like YouTube. Who do you watch? You know, uh, one of the things you said was like international wrestling a lot. You know, is that who you watch a lot? Like, yeah, like Jap- Japan women are obviously elite. You know, yeah, no, for sure. And for some reason, like this was back. This was back in high school when I started to to gain like this this love for wrestling and like maybe re-fall in love with it in a way and just start mm-hmm. to love everything about it love watching it love these athletes um for some reason I just really like to watch the Russian wrestlers and I think it was because when I first started to like research and look into it is like okay they are number one right why are they number one it was similar when I was watching you know the ja- the women Japanese so I think and a lot of people do this I think in any sport like you know if you're a soccer player you're watching Messi or Ronaldo right because they're the best yeah. Why are they the best? What are they doing that makes them so elite, right? And so that's something that I started to look into. I was like, okay, like what are they doing? What training are they doing? What life are they living? You know, like yeah. what makes them so good, you know? And of course, we have ma- amazing wrestlers and athletes here. I just am also fascinated by like other countries and the way that they live because they have different resources and stuff like that. Um, and they also, I mean, America is one of the few places that we train separately, well, I feel like a lot of these other countries, they have like their national teams. And for the most part, I should say, they're training together constantly. Whereas like, you know, for us, we have camps every now and then where we'll bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was just cool to be able to watch videos of world and Olympic champs wrestling, you know, in, in practice and doing all this. So, um, you know, of course, Sag Alive has been is a big one, you know, one of the greatest of all yeah. times, <laughs> you know. Um, I really like Demolov and he's a 74 kilogram wrestler. He hasn't wrestled at a senior world championships yet. Um, he's a U23 world champ. Um, he wrestled, he almost beat Sitikov for the Olympic team spot actually, uh, back in 2020. Um, Sitikov is just such like, I mean, obviously he's great. He's a very clutch wrestler is how I describe him. I mean, like he's similar to Burroughs, like he knows how to get points at the most important time. So mm-hmm. those wrestlers are fun to watch and something that I've tried to learn from them. It's like, and that's, that's not easy to do. So like, all right, <laughs> yeah. this wrestler just stopped all my shots for two minutes, but in this last 10 seconds, somehow I'm going to still go and manage to take him down. Like that's yeah. something, that's something special that not a lot of people can do. So yeah. um, obviously he's great to watch um, a newer one that I've been watching. He's fine. He's, he's just starting to come up. He beat Rashid a couple of times that really, um, who was a 65 kilogram wrestler for Russia for a long time, you know, uh, world champ is Shamil Mamadov, and he's at 65 kilos. He just got bronze at the world championships. Um, I really just been liking him and his style. And I mean, I don't necessarily know if I wrestle similar to him, but like some of the things that I see, I'm like, Oh, Hey, like I kind of do that. So I think that's cool when you see like things that you do in another yeah. restaurant and it's easier to watch them because it's like, all right, if, we already do this similar. I wonder if I could maybe 
grab another thing from what he's doing in his wrestling and stuff. So, uh, and for some reason, I don't know how, but like by watching so much of that and so much of the practices, I'll randomly do like some of the stuff in practice <laughs> without even trying it. And I tell people to do this all the time. Like whenever my teammates get hurt and stuff, I'm like, I need you to just sit at your computer and watch this <laughs> video for an mm-hmm. hour. I promise you, you're getting better at wrestling without even knowing it. So I think watching film and just watching wrestling and just some of the best wrestlers um, has helped, honestly helped me in my wrestling. Because, I mean, there's a saying, like, the brain doesn't necessarily know the difference between you thinking it and you doing it. So, and I really found that to be true from watching this and then the way that I'm moving in practice or the way that I hit this one move or just being able to do a move that I've never practiced before just simply because I watched it, like, 5,000 times and, like, slowed it down a couple times, right? So, um yeah, that's just kind of been a really cool thing for me to experience and like growing. And I, yeah, I tell people all the time, like watch film. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know the science behind it, but <laughs> I do genuinely think like it can help you as a wrestler. Do you watch your own film too? I or? do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to get better at watching the losses, right? Because, okay, yeah, it's easy to watch you win. That's great. Like, mm-hmm. cool. You did a good job. You took, you took them down. Um, Of course, it's tough to watch the losses and like relive those moments, but that's something I've done like the past two years and obviously it's helped me because if you can really analyze something okay why did you get taken down what were you thinking here why did you shoot that did you did you think it was there or were you just being lazy like when you can ask yourself and like be able to actually answer that those questions like those are what kind of prevents it from happening again so those yeah definitely watching film on myself mm-hmm. wow you said Sa- um of the the greatest ever you think I think he needs to win one more Olympic title. Yeah, really? But I, I think he's going to be, when it's all said and done, I think he will be. I do, honestly. It's hard because you have, like, your greatest of all times in your sport. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Yui Suzaki, I don't see anybody catching up to her for a long time. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think it's also unfair to compare the lightest woman wrestler to, like, one of the biggest <laughs> men's wrestlers. So, like, it's hard to say, like, pound yeah. the greatest ever, like, whatnot. But, uh, you know, I think overall in general i think yui should most definitely yui Suzaki should be in that conversation for for in general but it's kind of funny to think because one of the backup like the as far down as a line of backup in russia like they'll probably give you a tough match just because that's how it works right with yeah i mean i go to like a local high school in reno and i got these guys giving me a challenge you know it's just kind of how it works when with men and women's wrestling but um mm. i think you see I do think you're honestly starting to see a lot more athleticism in, in women and like, like the sport is growing and evolving. Like we are evolving as athletes and like, it's going to continue to take more time. But I think as years go on, you're going to see a lot more athletic wrestling from women. Like you see in like the world and Olympic Olympic wrestling for, for these girls. Yes. Yes, for sure. I'm excited for that. You know, I think we're just starting to tap the surface of, of what it can be, you know, we have our greats and they're great, you know, with, with Adeline and Helen Maroulis, um, you know, and, and Clarissa, you know, like there's, there's many I'm I'm thinking I'm missing, but I mean, if the more, the merrier, like, I mean, so anyway, I I was going to say Satyev, but. Oh, yes. I I like, yeah, he, especially if you take like accolades away, I mean, of course he, he won almost everything, but Hmm the way that he just made it look like he was drilling on people. I know. Strength that that guy had. Yeah. 
no so that's why i think like the goat conversation is so difficult because yeah. there's so many things to be in my opinion to be like included in that and wrestling is like a lot more mm-hmm. diverse than something like basketball or football and like it's so evolving it's so evolving mm-hmm. you know of course those other sports are too but like wrestling is so evolving even just with the rules right the yeah rules yeah so and i think that's something you'd have to take into consideration could sagalives you know survive a a match with the rule set that satia had you know and vice versa like <laughs> you know or like mm-hmm. what was it well i remember that one match that Kola was in like if it was at a tie you had to go to like what was it another three minute period or was it a five minute period yeah i think at one point i think they just let you wrestle until or i think it was a three minute but i, I remember one time my, my brother always talks about this in the world the olympic trials i think in indianapolis they just let them keep wrestling yeah and they ended up wrestling for like 17 minutes until somebody scored exactly and the ref because the ref i think would pick who the winner was and then at one point there was the ball the infamous ball grab where they you know and then that'd be the clinch and so yeah there's there's been a lot of real changes that i think you'd have to take into consideration for that conversation yeah did um if i i hope i'm remembering this right did ukraine the ukraine national team come and wrestle with you yeah 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 yeah, we had a lot of their girls in. There's one of them was even a Olympic bronze medalist for them. So there was there was a lot of really good girls that came in and, and wrestled with us. That was an, obviously an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Uh, able to get to wrestle with them. And yeah, they were doing like a whole kind of tour. They were in Chicago before before that. And then I don't know if they went to Davenport after they came here. They went somewhere else in Iowa. But yeah, they were making a whole trip out of it. So that was really cool for them. Yeah, because they won the World Cup, which I thought, like, what a story. I know, like, Japan didn't bring maybe their their all-star squad, but still, you know, um, for Ukraine to. No, it worked out amazing for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, super cool for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, those some of those matches were phenomenal. Like, you know, it just also showcased women's wrestling, you know, at the same time as, as the men's. Like, some of the men's. Yeah, they had good matches. Some of them were ho hum, and the women, some of them were like amazing. You're like, holy yeah. cow! Yeah, I think on? it's too how important parterre is and like parterre defense. There was so many yeah. turns yeah. during that of like, oh man, you got to make sure that you're if you get taken down, you're you got good because it's one of the things that maybe you maybe like us as freestyle wrestlers view is less important is like parterre defense, but that could save you the match. That could save you from giving up all those extra points and getting teched, and then you come back and you win that match, right? It's like those, seeing that and, like, seeing just these girls get on top and just turn and turn and turn. Japan's, I think, one of the best out of their transitions, right? Or even mm-hmm. if they don't land in, in a lace, I mean, man, they just scoop your legs up, men and women, um, mm-hmm. the way that they can just get it. So and that if you could end matches like that, especially at the World Championships, yeah, that's you're you're on another level if you're able to do that yeah you know and i feel like uh freestyle is similar to folk style in that like the best of the best you know like yourself you don't get taken down a whole lot mm-hmm. and so it's you don't work on parterre a whole lot because you're never there you're always taking people down so you're working on takedowns and turns like in you know folk style you're you're doing top and and neutral but you don't get taken down so you're not there very often and I maybe it'll just be like kind of spitball in there on that, but uh, 
that's my crazy theory on that no i mean i mean you're right i think you especially if you are a good wrestler but or if you're wrestling somebody that is a great wrestler right in the back in your mind if you're really good at parterre all you need is one takedown if you mm-hmm. know that okay yeah this person's really good on their feet but i know that i'm really good at parterre i just need one takedown that that could be the match so no absolutely it's um it's huge and that's what i love about freestyle i think i think it's just more active and more fun to watch but that's mm-hmm. my opinion i know that's maybe unpopular especially being in iowa but i i do like freestyle a little bit more it's uh, um it can be unpredictable because like it it's it's just exposing you know, yeah. so it's so like the it's razor thin margins. You know, you, well, the freestyle you, scrambles are insane. The amount of points you put on the board in freestyle scrambles, I love it. Yeah, it, it just yeah. like your heart. Like when someone takes a shot, your just heart starts to kind of pound a little bit more. Like yep, yep, yep. Okay, oh gosh, you know, don't you get turned. Can happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just the slightest exposure. Yeah. So when did you start wrestling really hard freestyle? Because you we're wrestling folk style in high school. So, actually, I mean, how was that? Trying to... It was actually freestyle. You were doing freestyle. Yeah. Which not a lot oh, of girls okay. do. So that, that again no. is something that I extremely grateful for because yeah, no, I mean, most girls are still wrestling folk style in high school, which of course I think should be changed, especially if we wrestle, if you, if you're, if you wanted to wrestle, you know, in, in college, I think you should be wrestling freestyle in high school as a girl, right? The guys wrestle for folk sure. style. Um, Agreed. Yeah, that was that was huge. The fact that I got to be able to do that, and, and partially was because we were able to travel, um, you know, internationally and do all this. And with it being a prep school, I think that helped. And um, but yeah, that was obviously huge. Just being able to, in a way, train four years of consistent freestyle leading up to college, whereas some girls were still in folk style before they came here. So yeah. Wow, that's impressive. I didn't know that because yeah, yeah, in yeah. Iowa, like they the high school is free, is folk style. Yep. So yep. I was curious how like, that transitioned. Especially went. in the sanctioned states, it's like if you're sanctioned and you're wrestling other girls, like that. I just don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah, especially at this point where like it's still, it's still growing and it's still sort of new in a way. So like you might as well start it right away instead. Yeah. Instead of having to, well, now you're doing folk style. Oh, welcome to college. We're doing a completely different. And we're doing freestyle and you're like, well, shit, you know, you can grow for four years. Like you're saying. Yeah. Some people like, oh, it's just the top and bottom. that's different. Uh, Not necessarily. No, absolutely not. The the way that you have to consider your body position now, like the difference between like, if I'm on a shot, how I have to be thinking about not only where I'm going, but the possibility of where my opponent can take me. And so I'm defending that while I'm trying to finish my shot. Whereas in folk style, okay, throw me over the top. That's fine. I don't mm, care. Yeah. But like freestyle, if I'm on the leg, I do. I have to be cautious and I have to be extremely aware of my body and their body. Yeah. You know? So I think that there's huge differences between freestyle and folk style. And you have to, that's something that it's not really like a technique necessarily. You just have to train freestyle constantly and over and over and over again to to really understand that feel. So. Yeah, I was, again, watching the Soldier Salute and, and also other um you know women's collegiate matches but um you could tell sort of the new newer ones who are newer to freestyle because they'd get double leg to their back and yeah. it'd be a four right and it would almost be like you know like no don't do that yeah, yeah, yeah. but in freestyle or folk style obviously it's just two 
or three, I guess now in college, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's something though. Like, I feel like you gotta be, even in folk style, you don't want to roll to your back, like you, <laughs> you know, because if, if somebody comes up right away, boom, puts it happen. Yeah, that's something. I don't know, but yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. It's, <laughs> you you can tell when somebody has not wrestled freestyle in a long time. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Or ever um, before. Yeah. Did you ever have that awakening where you're like, man, I'm a little rusty. I haven't haven't done this in a while. Um, not necessarily. Only when I've like gone home and like tried to wrestle folk style with the boys, I'm like, I gotta hold you down. <laughs> Why are you trying to get out? What yeah. locking hands? I'm allowed to lock my hands. No, yeah. <laughs> that that's that was always fun. That was an experience, but I thought that was that was still cool. But yeah, not with freestyle ever because I'm not like necessarily consistently wrestled it, but like even in folk style season, I think I would still like do some guts, do some laces, do like yeah. something, you know, but um, yeah, I would say even when I was in middle school and like, once I knew I was going to SEM, I just started training freestyle. So when did you know? Um, probably like three or four months before graduating from middle school or like, yeah, I think you graduate from middle school. Really? Right? yeah some places sometimes yeah um I think I think that's what no it could it could have been a lot earlier that to be honest maybe it was like it was like halfway throughout the year but that was kind of harder because then I was like man I can't wait to be out of here can I just leave already (laughs) you know like once you know you're going somewhere it's like all right yeah I'm done with this place let's go for sure (laughs) for sure um I want to ask you also what it's like wrestling your teammate yeah you know like at open tournaments Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you're going to get matched up with a teammate yeah and I just like I don't know I can't imagine what that's like yeah I mean first of all I think the girls here have done like an amazing job of like being so professional with it and you wrestle your team you wrestle your teammate and that's that like I think in our minds we all know that it's bound to happen at some point or that yeah like we're teammates but we're also in an individual sport and at the end of the day yeah we're going to end up wrestling each other we're going to when we're graduated from here, we're probably going to wrestle each other, you know, at, at tournaments and stuff like that. But no, I mean, I think the, t- the team has been extremely professional here. I haven't wrestled a teammate in a tournament yet. I don't think so. I guess I haven't necessarily dealt with that yet. Um, But I know it's just the same thing. It's business. When you get out there, you're both trying to win. That's that. Whoever wins. Okay. You know, that, that, that's, it's it. It's still hard because, like, I don't want to say, like, oh, man, I got beat by my teammate. But I think it honestly should push you knowing that you share a room with somebody that maybe maybe not better than you. Maybe it was just better than on that day, you know, however you want to put it. But mm-hmm. either way, they're pushing you, right? Like, you get to share a room and you get to constantly get pushed every single day. I think that's a lot of the way that uh, or a lot of our girls look at it that way is the fact that we get to share a room with very high level girls you know we have a lot of top rate girls in the room and so the fact that we're mm-hmm. able to get to wrestle you know that level of girls every single day every single go you know and be able to change partners and and go with somebody good every single time like that just pushes all of us but yeah I think all the girls have been extremely professional when it comes to wrestling each other in tournaments um finals and all that stuff so that mm-hmm. has been a big question because yeah it, it's true like how do teams handle that you know some people especially on women's teams, you know, we're a little bit more emotional in, in cases like that, right? But um, we've definitely handled it very well. Good, nice. I, I didn't, I guess I should have looked up, but I didn't know if you wrestled Ella 
yeah missouri was it the missouri valley open yeah we didn't end up meeting in that one i think okay. we were on we were on opposite, we were on opposite sides. sides yeah okay. we were on opposite sides so um sometimes some, i think some i think it was the first time we were honestly on opposite sides and then the other times we just didn't meet up but yeah we, we've been in the same bracket yeah multiple times but somehow <laughs> we've never met up you um how many how many then get to go to nationals then because I mean, you guys are ranked, or you know, one and two, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's 15 that gets to go to nationals, and uh, so you know, one in each weight class, and then basically five who you think are going to be big scorers, um, as well. But also, you have to consider that, like, right? So, like, let's say me and Ella are in the finals, we don't both score from that finals, right? Or like, you can't. Oh, I forgot. I was looking at the rules the other day. They they have like some rule to where like so that you can't fix it. I think it was like something about like falls don't not falls don't count. I don't really know the exact ruling on this, but there are there's there are rules in place to make sure that they prevent like a teammate pinning another teammate for points. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on the rules like that. But yeah, I think uh, so you send one in each way class and then send another five that are that are also going to put up points on the board. But again, gotcha. there's some, okay. there's some rules in there to make sure that you know everything is going smoothly. Okay, so in total, yeah, you'll send 15. Yes, yes. And currently, you know, at some point it may, you know, as the sport grows, that may not yeah. be an option, and then there may be the odd woman yep. out. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Ooh. yeah luckily that's not the case but <laughs> yeah um, that's really interesting. have you have you wrestled um with clarissa or how about gary have they ever rolled around in there yeah no no they have i wrestled with clarissa i've like hand fought with gary before <laughs> he's pretty strong yeah. <laughs> I, I know he's a greco guy and he's supposed to be but yeah and then also tanya tanya as yeah. well um but yeah like i think almost all of us have wrestled with with all of them they're they're very hands-on and like you know if somebody doesn't have a partner they're jumping in and 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 doing all that so um yeah it's it's crazy how like i think we even joke with with them and say how they should like wrestle like the veteran those veteran tournaments <laughs> yeah <laughs> they still got what it. do they I'm say telling. really if they need to go to like veteran world championships or something i'm telling you it's crazy but i, I think about that like about most coaches most coaches i swear they still they still have it. They're just dealing with like injuries that like actually prevents them from still competing. But no, it's funny. We're, we're always telling them to go and do that. Yeah. Who's the one per person you don't want to practice with? Not because of like, they're going to hurt you or anything, but just like they are tough and it's going to be a long go for me if I wrestle that person. That's a good question. It's hard because like obviously everybody's physical, but I mean, yeah, obviously if you have like, you know, in the Iowa room, I'm sure it's going to be a long practice. Like if you're going with like DeSanto or something, right. So like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't really, I wouldn't say it, you know, we don't really have that. Um, gosh, Maybe it's you. Funny. Maybe that's because it's you. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> because it's you. I do, I do know I might like frustrate some people. Yeah. Because, because of like my leg defense. Yeah. I'm pretty, I don't like saying this, but like sometimes I could be hard to score on. So I guess like I think I'd probably be like one of the most frustrating people to wrestle in that sense of like stop like we get in this position every time stop sitting in the corner like this like that type of thing, um, but not necessarily like I'm on your head twenty four seven. I mean of course I need to get better with my physicality, but 
it's not like we have anybody mm-hmm. crazy like that in the room but yeah do you yeah. do you um collab with the men's team much at all or no we don't we've gotten that question a lot but i mean you know we're definitely like we are you know two separate programs and not yeah, for in sure bad way like oh we just stay apart it's just yeah i think we both teams respect each other's time and space right so yeah. when we're in there it's just us in there when they're in there you know uh there will be times where neither team necessarily has a time slot right they're like in there and you know I may be running and I see a guy over there lifting or whatnot, or they're on the match. Like there might be occasions of that um, during the, during the free space, but typically no like combined practices, which is probably for a good reason because there's a high chance if I go with a guy that I could get hurt. So, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. Well, and I'm, I, I guess I was maybe more thinking of the Hawkeye wrestling club, I guess, oh, because yes. when you say that, Obviously, it's not like the men's teams practicing with the women's basketball yeah, yeah, team, yeah. you know, right, or whatever. Yeah. It's just not a so, good idea, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, do you collab with the do the Hawkeye Wrestling Club come in and? Um, we haven't, we haven't no. done that yet. I'm not sure if that's something that will happen in the future, but yeah, that nothing like that has come up yet. Well, like you said, it's probably for the better. I mean, it, you are your own team. Yeah. You want to be your own team. You want to have your right. own identity. You don't want to have to be necessarily on the coattail of the men's team yeah you know it's like they do their thing we do our thing that's yeah. we're just exactly. having to all wrestle yeah exactly I mean they've obviously made you know they've they've they got the results right they have the results to prove that I mean they are a dynasty they are one of the best programs to ever you know have happened right or have lived mm-hmm. um, for us we're just starting like we still have a lot we have still have a lot of ways to go a lot of things to prove and stuff like that so I think that is a big thing in the sense of like keeping the two programs like all right, we're the women's team they're the men's team you know they've they've done it they've had the results of course they're continuing to try to better themselves and get better results and kind of get back on their winning ways and for us yeah we're just trying to start off and try to I think it's good because we have that to look at we know that mm-hmm. that's somewhere we're, we're supposed to go, you know, where they've been, that's somewhere we're supposed to go. We're supposed to be at that high level of dominance, not just winning, but do- doing it dominantly. Right. So uh, it's cool to be able to like, look at that though. And like be, be in the same sport as a dominant program like that. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, now saying that since you are, this is the inaugural season, you yep. are the first Yep. Do you see yourself like that? Do you see yourself as a role model? Do you see yourself as like a, now like a trendsetter, maybe not trendsetter, but you know, like the, the trailblazer? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think that's a great word do? that they used. Yeah, I think that's a great word they used for that, Um, for the duel especially, because absolutely, I think we all know, like, and I even know, like, we're being, like, we're in a sense being monitored at all time, right? Everything we do, the way that we act, like, it's being looked at. You know, we, we are under a microscope microscope, and that can sound scary, but it's just, it's true. Like we're the first, we're all these other universities who maybe have people have told them to start a program. All right, let's see what happens here though. Let's see if this was really a good idea for Iowa to get a women's wrestling program. Right. So not, not only like, you know, we, the the administration them did the part, did their part of getting the program and getting the funding to be able to support us. And now it's our job to prove to all these other universities and these coaches that getting a women's wrestling team would be one of the smartest decisions for their program and for their university. So absolutely. I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot on us to, to prove that and to show that this was a great, great idea for the university.
I mean, you can't really deny 8,000 fans at a duel. No, no mean, not at all. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, Hopefully holy just, cow. Uh, yeah, that was, oh, man, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you guys talk about that much about how, I mean, like you said, you are under a little bit of a microscope, right, wrong, and whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, do you guys talk about that? Do you really hone in on, hey, we kind of have to be very diligent with what, with what we're doing? Or yeah. do you not even worry about it? as well you're like this is just who we are we're just naturally like we're just doing our own thing we're just good people yeah I think that's huge I think that's part of it I think you know of course we have our coaches that remind us of the position that we're in and what we need to be doing and all that and um you know they don't necessarily do that because we're we're not doing that but it is just those reminders you need those reminders of like hey don't let up you know don't because it takes years and years of like consistent every single day doing the right thing and and building this environment and this family that we that we're building and it takes a couple minutes to destroy everything right yeah right to destroy everything so i feel like it's important to keep that perspective every single day when we're going and we're doing something or maybe you know just in every event that we go to it's important to keep that in mind because it is true one slip up can change everything you know and so uh we're gonna make mistakes we're not perfect but it's definitely but then how you handle those mistakes how you speak upon those mistakes and react to that type of stuff um you know not mistakes like detrimental mistakes but you know what i'm saying like oh yeah man, for sure I did this i was like here doing this um but the like the way that you respond to that stuff that's the next step people are yeah. watching that just as much as they were watching you before you know all right let's see how they respond to this now let's see how they respond to adversity so uh yeah uh last question before i let you go um you know we we kind of touched on what you do to kind of take a step back from wrestling but what about nutrition wise is there some foods that you're like all right i don't care i don't have to wrestle or i don't have to weigh in today i'm gonna eat fruit gushers or whatever it is do you have like a food that you just love to that's just your crutch that you just love or a drink um, you know do you have yeah. a drink soda yeah so that's good because actually this year like this is the first year i've taken my nutrition very seriously right yeah. just because because we have an actual season like i gotta make weight consistently this year right mm -hmm. so you know and with that comes like a good diet and a good you know that mm -hmm. so i've definitely realized what foods i like you know, based on <laughs> cravings and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is my food. For some reason, and I don't know why, it's been pizza. That's really? been the food that I'm like, man, when I make weight. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I can't really like eat it even after a tournament because we got to like make weight the next weekend probably. Yeah. But um, over Thanksgiving, actually, like I was really, I was still strict during Thanksgiving. And even during th like Thanksgiving dinner, I didn't like have that much. You know, like turkey and this. Because the last day, like my parent, I, I told my parents, like, I'm having a whole pizza on this day. <laughs> and I did. I like had an entire pizza. I didn't even feel that bad after it. I mean, obviously like being bloated and stuff, but I just thought it was cool because because I'd been, you know, been dieting, been eating healthy, been watching all this. I gained maybe like three or four pounds from that. Two days later, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back down. That was for me, I was like, man, this is nice. Like, so <laughs> I can, I can. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm just sticking to my game plan, doing this and this, I can have that every now and then, right? And it doesn't have to be, it, it's not like I'm dying either. Like, well, I'm dying. I feel better. I like the way that I look. I like the way that I'm wrestling. 
And then it's just, it's a nice feeling to know that I can go and I have, I can have that meal without feeling guilty about it because I know mm-hmm. boom, back to work the next day. All right, back down. Cool. That was good. Nice. <laughs> so, do, yeah. Where do you get, do you get pizza at Iowa City? I hear airliner has pretty good pizza. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't when I was in Florida because that's for Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to wait till I was in there because I knew there was this good pizza place. Like I really like this yeah. pizza place. I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to make it worth it. And then I'm going <laughs> to. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. I lied. This is the last question. Um, so what is, what's the hairstyle that you found most beneficial for you when you're about to compete? And do you have somebody who is sort of the, you know, the hairstylist on the team that you go to when you need your hair done? Yeah, I, I definitely do braids. Like that for me, braids? I do my hair out of my face. I really don't yeah. care how I look. I see that my face. I know some of the girls can just put in a bun and do all this. Yeah. All the to them, I can never just because I'd be fixing it. I'd just be fixing it. They can mm-hmm. they can wrestle with it like that and not even touch it. I'm like, that's great for you. I would be free. <laughs> like, no. So I got to braid it. Um, We have a couple couple good braiders on the team. I go to my friend Sierra, typically. She does some good braids. I just need them to be tight and out of my face. Like I said, I don't really yeah. care how they look. Ava, Ava's a really good hair braider. For the, for the duels, actually, I had my mom do them. She did a pretty good job. So Really? Nice. Good job. <laughs> so... Appreciate her for that. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. you ever considered just getting rid of it so it's out of your hair? No. <laughs> no, because I have. Because well, after like, for some reason when I was like little, it gets so tangled, like so tangled. Mm. And well, mainly because I wouldn't redo it. I would just take my headgear off, pull it back, and then go here. Then it get messed up again. I take my headgear yeah. off, so it wasn't like actually fixing my hair. I was just putting it back. So we'd get in these huge knots. I just be sitting in the shower, just crying, just getting it out. Oh, and I tell my dad, I'm like, I want to shave it. I want it off. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't need my hair. Of course, I'm glad he didn't let me do that. Yeah. But um, there were definitely lots of moments where I wanted to just get rid of it. I'm like, am I going to do this? He's like, you could wear a hair cap. No, just cut it off. <laughs> yeah. So I did definitely. You ever, did you ever wear a hair cap? I only when it was mandatory. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I was like, because then it would fall sometimes it'd fall off and i'm like it's more distracting yeah it's it's it's, it's tough life yeah so yeah i can't imagine yeah. you know when i see like guys even wrestling with long hair i'm like you have the choice to have it easy i <laughs> have to do it to just go in the shower scrub and get out and you, mm-hmm. you chose the hard way all to you though <laughs> how yeah. long did it take you to get to braids before you decided that's like did you try out multiple different no, I think because I mean, even like, right when I started competing, my mom started braiding my hair. Okay. Just do it. I didn't even have, like, not that I didn't have like a choice, but my yeah. mom was just like, yeah, keep this out of your face. Uh, mainly because I knew that I like touched my face a lot and like this. And they're like, no, you can't be doing that because like I'm getting shot on when I'm trying to fix my hair. So mm-hmm. I think that was it. Maybe I wrestled a few tournaments uh, with it just up. And then, yeah, when I was messing with it, they were like, uh uh-uh, uh, we, we got to fix this. So then the braids started. I'm like, okay, I don't care just mm-hmm. that's fine. I just want it out of my face so yeah no, I I agree I, I think I think I watched Felicity Taylor once yeah. um it her it came down and she just real quick just threw it back up in the bottom like, oh she's fast with it yeah I know yeah. I was like dang that's what I'm saying if you have the capability of doing that for me I'm it takes me a little bit longer than like two seconds to do that but no she I think she's got like a lot thinner hair too so she can just yeah. whip it up but yeah yeah. Do you have to do you have to do it multiple times like throughout a tournament or is it one time you're no, good? Just, usually just one time. Sometimes if like I'm wrestling a while for the first day, 
um I'll get it you know redone for the second day but like I said I especially because I'm just so not like drained but kind of especially yeah, then, I don't right care. I bet I don't care how I look I'm like if it's out of my face <laughs> yeah. I got head grown anyway I don't care and then I'm taking yeah. it off after so um yeah, most of the time you'll see me with some pretty messed up braids, but it's <laughs> out of my face, so it don't really matter. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Reese Laramendi, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget to check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. I, 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 I,